Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to Door Bumper Clear. I'm Hannah Newhouse stepping in for Casey Both this week. We have a race winner in studio who showed up fashionably late, might I add. Is that part of the part of the winner's deal? Not late for your own show. Hey, yeah, but uh, TJ will share all about Joey Logano's yeah. big Michigan victory. Plus, he and Brett will cover the 5 p.m. Monday start, the controversial final restart, Greg Biffle's truck victory, Haley Deegan's move to the win, and our new partner, pristineauction.com, and much more. Here we go. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Major, spider of the 22 Cup Car. It's a nice little audio. He loves that. <laughs> if you win, I'll play it. The winning 22 <laughs> Cup Car. You could have said that. The winning car. Hype, hype this up, man. This is our this is our show. Feature winner. Uh, Brett Griffin, spider Clint Boyer. That's all I did all weekend, and we wrecked early. I wasn't very good at that, obviously. So <laughs> we uh, we got a special. Our, I'm, you're almost like our full time co host now. I'm starting to become a regular. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I we're like, gonna double your pay from last time I mean, you were here. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Between as many shows, which is your is, presence. <laughs> between as many shows as Brett's missed and that Casey's missed, you guys are you and Freddie are almost full time. Yeah, yeah, we're like the full time filling. And this is backwards from last year because I missed a few shows last year. A few and hundred. I've, and I've made well. You've missed a lot this year. <laughs> Some people have day jobs. I, I forgot other than babysitting. Our babysitting kids. is a day job. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't. You don't get rewarded with a paycheck. Yeah, you get diapers and dominant. Uh, <laughs> dominant win there, super spotter. How many, uh, how many times yeah. did you have to actually work during that four hundred mile race? Honestly, you worked harder. You worked harder in that race, no matter where you were. Um, if whether you're leading, you're, you you don't want to get back there. You don't want to be any further back than the lead, obviously. So you're going to do everything you can to protect the lead. Um, so and you want you want us to always have soccer games delay our start. You're, that's the pattern you want to see between now and the end of the World Cup for women. I seem to have a good record when we rain delay things. Even even with um yeah, I mean sure. I mean you, it, you're like the biggest women's soccer fan right now. Well. Is yesterday when they scored all the goals? 13 to nothing they yeah. won. Yeah. So that wasn't before our race, though, was it? No, no. So we, we were watching two countries that I'd never heard of before okay. our race. <laughs> yeah. Now, Canada played as well. I have heard of Canada. But some oh, of them other territories. Yeah. Man, like, I, I was, didn't have enough people for I, a soccer I, team. I, 
that geography all up trying to find it on the map. Yeah, well, like it spinning was spinning the globe. Like, that was that may have been the weirdest schedule I've ever been involved with at a racetrack, as far as like Sunday night when they called it to just waking up Monday morning and it's just you're so you're off. Um, you sit around most of the day. You go eat lunch somewhere and you head on into the track and you're still sitting around. Um, I've never had Chinese food on the day of a cup race. And I'll never have Chinese food on the day of a cup race again. Not because it did anything to my stomach, because we wrecked. I mean, I'm not super oh. superstitious, but I'm superstitious enough that sweet and sour chicken will not be on my race day menu again. Wow, you're brave anyway. Why? Sweet and sour chicken's good. You're brave anyway for, for eating that on race day. Freddie ordered some short rib thing. It was disgusting. It had red shit all over it. Like you, ugh. I don't know what he was eating. You guys are both brave. I tasted it. Although I did go to a restaurant that's similar to that that I've never been to before that's in Ann Arbor. It was called uh, BD's. Yeah, the Mongolian place. Yeah, I didn't know you like go pick your own. It's like a noodle bar with a whole oh, bunch of... Oh, and they do it on the skillet thingy in front yeah. of you, and they like spin yeah. it around with the stick? That's yeah. what right? Mon- Those are good. That's actually what Mongolian barbecue stands for, is when you pick out what you want in it, and then they cook it. I had no idea. I, I thought Mongolian was... Where have y'all been? Idaho. Not to Mongolia. <laughs> Not in Mongolia. Well, you gotta, yeah. go to, you gotta travel there more so, often. They got no, it, it was good. I mean, it I'd go good. back. It is yeah. good. But uh, no, uh, you know they, they actually had one here. They started one with here at Burkdale. Where Ease is at now? It was a Mongolian place at Ease one time. Ease was a Mongolian place. Nice. Is that yeah. a Tesla hat? It's a Telluride hat. What's that? A place you ski in Colorado. Oh, all right. It's not near Mongolia. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I worked really hard Monday. You did not work hard, dude. <laughs> I did actually work really hard. There were four people that didn't work hard. Whoever was driving those three black cars that kept getting lapped every four minutes. That, by the way, made it super interesting the first time no, you guys called them. No, it was not interesting. And that's the only time you probably worked the whole race and then you. So it was those three guys and you where were chilling well, all day. You didn't so, work too hard. So, Oh, yeah. You I were worked, out. I worked hard for <laughs> two-thirds of the race. <laughs> so I'm watching this thing go down, and I'm watching the leader catch the lap cars, and there's three lap cars in Rohan, and they're lined up, right? And they both they can't the, choose the same lane. The, the first one goes high. Guess what the one in front of that one does, who I think was Garrett Smithley, who I'm a big fan of that guy. I love him to death. He is the second lap car. What does he do? He tries to pass a lap car in front of him. So now they're too wide for dead ass last. Now, TJ, here comes a leader going to pass them. And I'm like, hey, Garrett, have you ever watched TV and heard us make fun of people on Door Bumper Clear on our podcast? Because that's what we're going to do now. Yeah. I mean, you you don't catch cars like this that quick anymore. Like, it takes 30 laps to catch. They see us coming. I know, but like what I'm saying is in 30 laps, if you haven't decided by then who can lead when the, when the leaders come by at that point, I mean, but it's even funnier. They weren't, it wasn't even that he literally tried to pass the guy. That's when you called him. That's what I'm saying. Like you have 30 laps or more sometimes to To figure this guy to figure this stuff out or just wait a lap because we come up there and you're not that they're not racing for anything. They are for sure. But last, yeah, but I mean, still, you're like I'm not being a dick, right? It now. only takes really us not. to crack the throttle for one second, and that guy behind you is probably going to pass you. And at he that did. Point. And Amarola passed you coming out of four because of that. We got they got a run on us. We were able to pin him up behind a lap car, and the 88 came up behind us because he didn't have to lift for. But if lap Garrett cars. Smithley doesn't pass that guy for dead last, as you called him, that never happens. It never happens for sure. No. But you know, and look, um, I mean, they are racing. I'm not saying that, but we do have racing etiquette, and you do have yeah moments where you have. We all have brain farts. Spotters have brain farts. Drivers have leaders brain farts. are half straight away. I back. promise you, Garrett Smithley at that moment in time had a brain fart. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be that. I personally, if I'm in a lower car like that, and you know the leaders are coming, I don't want to be the car. 
that gets in the way and everyone's was like, that oh. his first cup race no he's ran a couple i think well he's had a lot of Xfinity experience even there uh, i'm not saying he didn't have experience yeah. i'm just asking was it his first cup race no, no, i don't like think third so or fourth yeah. maybe okay so that then that's good so that even tells me even more so you don't want to be that guy you don't want to be uh, you don't I want I that to be the story oh garrett smithley did this the leaders they're all involved because in you could have been involved in a wreck because of the move that he made if i'm if i'm that guy my spotter i'm a spotter hey leaders are half straight away back all right where are they running they're running a lane up in the corner 10 back i'm gonna skin on the line and stay down here um, if I'm spotting for Garrett Smithley right then, I say if you ever do this again, you find that spotter. Because you look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I look like an idiot. I got people up here screaming at me. That's a big deal. That's a problem. Yeah, I don't I I don't want to be that guy, but no. you know, but still it was um what a weird what a kind of weird package. Like it was like a it was like a like a slow plate race. That's like what it, could, I was in the infield, and that's what it looked like. When y'all were in front of us, like, going past us with the two and the three wide and everyone all bunched, it looked like a plate race, but it was confusing because it was Michigan, just how was, everyone was running. So the guy would get a push off of turn two, and when he would get to the three-quarter mark of three and four, that's when he was going to get to you. And if it, the guy pushed him away far enough, he couldn't do anything with you because it would kind of push you away like a plate race. But if the guy could stay with him, if the guy behind him could catch him at the right spot – if he would get to him off of three and four, he'd run a lane higher than him and get a run off three and four, and they would stay together on the front stretch, they could get enough of a run to get beside you, but it wasn't going to be the preferred line they probably wanted for the corner. But they could, like, you could get runs and pushes like that. You needed, you, like, if Kurt and um, the 19 got racing at the end, we they weren't able to get to us. But when Kurt got to him, Kurt knew that if he stayed in line, he could push him back to us. And it went from one tenth to two tenths to three tenths faster a lap than us. So I know. I know it can work, but you got to have people that stay with each other and will help each other. And Kurt had figured that out, so it made me a little nervous. I say the 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 guys who built that twenty two car deserve a huge round of applause. Obviously, Joy did a good job driving it. TJ did a good job spotting it. The crew chief did a good job calling the race. But that was the fastest car we've seen in this package, and maybe ever in, in this particular package at, at a downforce track. But I got to give a shout-out to Kyle Larson because he was the first guy to get his two right-side tires in three and four out of the black and into the gray. And by the end of the thing, by the end of probably the second stage, he was all four tires in the gray and out of the black trying to figure out how to make something happen to get yeah. that run on TJ and, and enjoy and be able to take them and, and overtake them in the lead. Uh, but I got to ask you, like once Kyle got the lead, when it went into one, I had already been wrecked. Did you guys knock him out of the way? Because I saw Twitter kind of explode with his fans being mad at you guys. Um, we slid up behind him. We actually uh, had a big run coming, and he slammed the door on us out of four. Like we hit him with our, we hit him like because it was so close. Um, and Joey was able to stay right with him after he hit him. He stayed right like, you know, I don't blame Kyle for coming up. I would have too. You just want, you want the push because that got him to the lead for a second. But Joey was able to stay with him and we had such a good run that he just followed Kyle down to the corner and I don't I don't think there was contact with us I think Joey just followed him I mean he was I think people were loose in we were loose in so we were uh, Clint was really loose too obviously so, but he was screaming loose I don't think you can get a guy loose from the center off once they get it once they get it turned I don't think you can get a guy loose that easy being on their bumper but I think if you follow when they were within a car lane, that was Joey was loose in. Right. So I think following Kyle in there, I think he went turn the wheel and he couldn't. He was loose, so he had to catch it real quick, and we shot underneath him because if we hit him, we lose momentum at that point. I think. Yeah. He chased it up the racetrack and we shot by really quick. So I think we just got him really. I think he was loose and we we magnified it. I, I honestly thought there were three points that were interesting. We talked about the lap cars. We talked about Larson running out of the black. 
The third one for me was Harvick because I felt like watching him work the race and the penalties and the problems and whatever else he had going on, I felt like he was going to be the guy to challenge you. And when he got the lead, I really thought, okay, now we're going to see if he can do what Joy's been doing all day and he couldn't. You drove back by him. How did you make that happen? Because I didn't see that either. I like was in and out at that point of watching. We got him with Larson. We got we got them both in the same corner. Oh, wow. We pushed Larson by, and we were passing him as well. We followed Kyle in the corner, and then Kyle got loose and slid up, and he took the air off the floor. Okay. So that's how we got both of them. Yeah. The only other um, – we passed the 11 for the lead. The we I think we passed the 4 for the lead The as 11 well. had his hands full, man. Yeah, that after first he stage, lost – Holy cow. After he lost the lead. He went from first to like 20th. Yeah, he had his hands full after that. Big which time. I, I mean, I thought – I heard I, so when I left, I walked across the front stretch and was leaving with some PR reps that parked on the front side. And I was listening to fans walk out as they were talking, and they seemed to enjoy the race. The people that were there, yeah, the people that were there. That's and, what um, was super confusing on social media is people either loved it and it was a great race, or they hated it. Like I feel like there was just a really weird tear down the middle. I think you get it. I think <laughs> I think a lot of social media gets mad. At who wins as well. Yeah, I think they're I biased. Agree. I think they're I th- biased on who wins. As a spotter, not leading every freaking lap like TJ got to. <laughs> if I'd have been TJ, I'd have loved it, but I wasn't. As a spotter, I love the restarts. Yeah. Um, and after anywhere from three to seven laps, depending upon where you were in the running order, um, very, very frustrating race to actually race. You know what I mean? Like it was, once it got single file, it was very, it was easier to pass two cars than it was one car. So if you would catch a yeah, a, a, sure. a pack of two, right, you would get the draft up on them, and you could pass two cars and clear two cars. So basically you'd go from behind two guys to you make it three wide to you clear them both to you're driving away versus if you caught one car, extremely difficult to pass that one car. Hmm. Yeah, I don't – it's definitely more – and we knew with this package it was going to take away – Kyle said it when they tested Vegas in the offseason that – it's just different. You, it's going to be more strategic racing. Like you're not going to be able to. Your car is better, but you're not going to run up there and just pass me. You got to wait and be patient and let the other guys. You got to be strategic about it. Let the other guy make the mistake, and then pounce. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't. The majority of people all day had to have help to do anything. I don't oh, think, you had to have I help. Most I don't of the think time. TJ was in the boat as much as some of us were. Um, but you, you really had to have help. We were in sixth once. <laughs> I think Oof. I was as high as fourth once. <laughs> so I mean, I I, I I started the race like f- fifth, right? I came off turn four like fifteenth. Yeah, I was like, oh, this bottom bottom's lane. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's you great. don't want to be down there. I mean, I, did you ever have to restart on the bottom? Um, no, no, because we <laughs> we we cycled back to the lead. Yeah, uh, we led, and then we cycled to the lead. So yeah, yeah, the only end of the, it was a stage break. Tough so. race for you, man. I felt sorry for you. Yeah, all that work That's you were putting right. in. We got a lot of bottom row restarts at all the other tracks, so I don't feel too bad about uh, it. Good for you, man. You guys, uh, like I, I text you, dominant win. Yeah, I, I've never uh, – I don't think I've been a part of that dominating of a win. Certainly led a ton of laps at races on one, but that That was, might have been the most dominant win I've ever been We've not of. seen that dominant win, in my opinion, since Del Jarrett won at Michigan in like 2000, 2001. And <laughs> that led was all caution laps. free, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Took it to their ass. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we've dominated plate races before, but – not 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 at a track like this, yeah. like mile and a half or smaller. TJ, did you get that text from uh, Mike Davis this week about we've got a new partner? I did. Yeah. What uh, what what did he say? What did he, I mean, I know he said we've got pristine auctions on board. Did he say what what we're doing with those guys? I don't know. I bet producer Jason knows. Here here's the coolest part about this whole thing, though. I remember listening to the Dell Junior download, and these guys were were on the Dell Junior download, and they've left his show. 
I know that that's actually kind of cool. Our show. What a bunch of losers over there! I know. <laughs> Once again, we knew we had the best podcast, and really all in NASCAR. I mean, if we're going to be honest with each other, you know, it's right? po- it's nice that somebody listens to someone else and sees the light. Yeah. Instead of just being, you know, oh, the Delgin download. Yeah, we're in. So, Pristine Auction, welcome to the yeah. coolest podcast, the most honest podcast we've been labeled by Jeff Gluck in all of motorsports. <laughs> That's good and bad. You guys are pretty honest. Holla. Now, Jason, <laughs> tell us what this Pristine Auction means, please, so I can promote them even better. So, everyone knows how we have this big empty table. They like to tweet us about it all the time. And on the Dale Jr. download, they have all the diecasts laid out and stuff. But they're not cool enough to share with us, so we get to completely get rid of all of them before our show. So, pristineauction.com is going to help us get gear, and be able to fill the table so people stop tweeting us about how empty it always looks. So each show, we're going to do a live auction through pristineauction.com during the show and bid on different items we want as, you know, merchandise, different memorabilia, all that kind of stuff. Man, that's cool. Didn't didn't Mike already buy something? Yeah, so he wanted to buy something (laughs) very, you know, unique to door bumper clear. So he got us a 11 by 14 Simpsons photo signed by Cheech Mart. He has no idea who we're talking about. You don't know who Cheech and Chong is? Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong. Oh my gosh, Hannah, have you heard of Cheech and yes, Chong? Yes, I know who Cheech and Chong is. Okay, um, wasn't one of them on so, that. So when this says Simpsons show? photo, is it yeah. the Simpsons, like the cartoon? Yes, the Simpsons photo, like the actual. I guess because that's not Simpsons. That's the Simpsons. The Simpsons. Yeah. So the cartoon show we have now assigned a, a picture by, by Cheech, Cheech and Chong. Chong. Yeah. Yep. So they obviously were on that show at some point. Yeah, it looks like they made a guest appearance and then they signed this photo. Bart Simpson is funny. <laughs> Cheech and Chong are high. Uh, uh, yeah, he doesn't know who Cheech and Chong are though. Jason hey man, <laughs> you want to win this pristineauctions.com You can eat some photo. You can eat the hot dog. No man, you want some Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the first item we get on the table, but we'll start bidding on stuff each week following now. I was gonna bid stuff. on pristine yeah. auction, but I got. Yeah. High. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting. Uh, I was gonna some win of this stuff, man. Simpsons photo, but I got high. No. If it's Cheech and Chong. Jason doesn't even know who they are. No, he has no idea. I took and a, he never will. I took a 1970s class this past semester, and we talked about it at one point. But what did they, he say, 1970s? Yeah. Well, what? What did he they say a about, class about that? I just remember there was some movie they were in, and we talked about that. Yeah. They talked about Night Chong. Yeah. They talked about 1975. Maybe. I don't That's the best year. That's when I was born, Holla. TJ, let me guess. You're going to bid on something from the Green Bay Packers? Absolutely. Let's go with uh he is the biggest bandwagoner. No, I've always liked the I've Patriots. Always liked them. I've looked up at there, they've got but plenty of Patriots gear on Pristine Auction. I want something from Timmy Hill or Ryan <laughs> Newman. That's my first two guys. Does Timmy Hill have stuff on Pristine Auction? Dillner's looking up right now. Let's see if Timmy Hill has any. If he does Timmy Hill. We're going to find Timmy Hill. And if Timmy does it, I want something Ryan Newman. No results. No results. Come on, well, it doesn't Timmy. mean we can't find something and no. put it on there. Yeah, he could sign for them, and then yeah, a lot of the drivers true. sign for them, which is awesome. If somebody get, will get us a Timmy Hill autographed item, we will get it on this website, and I will personally buy it can or we, try it. There yeah, you go. we can. We can also. There's a poster Dillner found with 34 Cup driver signatures. It's like the Goodyear poster. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Jason, do you have a Winston poster in your room? The what? The Winston poster. <laughs> What's Winston? <laughs> you know, oh like the All Star race. You know, the Winston. <laughs> You know when all the dry, all the all star guys are running like Tim Richmond and stuff. Tim who? I don't think Just he kidding. was ever in a Winston photo, he was he? he has, yeah. Were you ever in one? I was. I personally in one. No, he has zero idea what we are discussing. All right, right Dillner's shown me. W- wouldn't you have hate for that to have been your shoulder in that photo? Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, I wouldn't have minded being Tim Richmond, right? Like, I mean, I mean, obviously, I don't want to be Tim Richmond overall. But, but I mean, let me just say, like, right. So if if I if I'm in this photo with Tim Richmond, and what he put on that guy's shoulder is my shoulder. When I see this picture come out, I'm gonna knock his ass out. I went to a restaurant. So I can't even think what restaurant it was, but it was all NASCAR memorabilia, and they have one of those posters. Yes. And someone had pointed it out to me, and I didn't even know that was a thing until I can't remember what restaurant it Could is. Could you imagine that being your ear or your shoulder? Ooh, no, Lancaster's? I'm good. Thank you. I would be pissed. No, I don't think. Is it in Lancaster's? Yeah. They have one too. It was somewhere I was in Virginia or something. All right, enough but, about that. Our hardcore yes. fans are going to know what we're talking about, and yes. nobody else is. Are we moving on to spot on, spot off? Uh, we better. All right. But thanks for pristine auction. We're looking forward to working with you and uh, getting stuff for the table. Yeah, getting stuff for the table. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot off. Spot off. Spot on. You like it. Spot off. You don't like it, and you say why either way. All right, first topic here, spot on, spot off. We kind of talked about it actually a little bit earlier, but that 5 p.m. start time postponed for the cup race on Monday. TJ, you can start. Uh, Spot on. I thought the crowd was actually pretty good for a 5 o'clock on Monday. And I guess uh, compared to the last Monday race that we had, which was Dover, it was roughly a 90% increase in viewers. Hmm. Did you see that? I did. I'm actually all for a, a, a prime time ish yeah. start. However, Which we've five talked o'clock, about before. We have. We have. We've alluded to that. Five o'clock. It's a little is not early. It. Five o'clock's way early. I mean, yeah. honestly, we had enough daylight there in Michigan. We could have easily rolled this off at six fifteen, and been able to run the whole race, give people an opportunity to get off work. I was happy that the people who had to work had an opportunity to get home and watch it. I think that's why we saw yeah. the spike in ratings. But I mean, let's be honest here. We're, we were going into an off weekend, which logistically helps all the teams. Um, but we were put at 5 o'clock so that women's soccer could go on at 1 o'clock and then at 3 o'clock. So, I mean, it was almost by default that 5 was our time. But at the point that you realize it's rained out, we're going to move the race. 5 o'clock to me is a spot-off time, as is 12 noon on Monday, as is 1, 1 p.m. on Monday. I mean, Monday races are never going to be ideal unless we're in prime time. It's just the way yeah. I feel about it. Any any week there is. If it rained Monday, it's not going to be any better at 11 on Tuesday. We need to run as late as possible for, you know, the people to get home from work or be able to, you know, come back out if they want to. To me, to me running it as late as possible on a weeknight, which I think we're going to see in the future. I think we're going to see more of it down the road, you know. But um, I thought it was good. I was, I was glad to try it out, and obviously I love the outcome, so – yeah, the weather was actually was a little chilly at first, but I was, like you said, I was really surprised to see how many fans came back. I mean, the stands were relatively full considering it was, it was okay. a Monday race. Hey, it was a little chilly. I mean, it was the fan attendance was awesome considering. Chilly, chilly is a good thing for this package. If the sun's out and it's hot when we go back there in two months, it's not going to race like it raced a few days ago. It's going to be a different Michigan, as are every track when the track position conditions change. But with this package – what we were hoping for, we kind of, in my opinion, 40% got during this race. Um, if it's hot, I don't, I don't know that that happens. So be, be curious to see what happens in the summer. And I hope that TJ brings a different car. You actually alluded to the next spot on, spot off there. Um, the current racing product with the current aero package at Michigan. We'll, have, we'll let you re-elaborate on that. There, um, Brett. I, I, again, I, I, I think the conditions were awesome. Um, the overall race itself, I'll give a spot on just because the restarts were very entertaining. 
Um, I think they were the difference in fans liking this race because we had enough. Look, we had a competition caution, right, a lap 20. So we never really had um, more than one long you know, green flag run, which was to end stage two. Um, and there were still cars that didn't have to pit there. Twelve of us had to pit to end stage two. Outside of that, like the way the cautions fell, we pretty much had restarts to keep everybody entertained, which I think – is the same thing that happened at Charlotte, right, um, with the Coke 600. We, it was a night race, which is a good thing, again, for this package. We had enough blown tires by Gibbs and enough restarts to keep everybody entertained. And, and, and so I think, you know, with the right conditions, this package is spot on. I think Michigan got lucky with that one. Yeah, I, I'm still – I think the package needs a little more work still, but I'm, I'm spot on that nobody drove away. And when they got lined up, people could get lined up, and you had – at one point, there was twelve cars in a single file line that were just waiting for somebody to make a move, kind of like a kind of how like a plate race would form um, a little bit. But you couldn't you couldn't get away. Like you couldn't. We had a fifteen car length lead one time, and like I told you earlier, I was sitting there watching. I mean, we're breaking the draft on the straightaways. We're doing everything you can do, and it went from one tenth to two tenths faster back there to three tenths, and then almost four at some points. And I'm like, look, they're coming, man. Once we, but you got to fend off that first run. If you don't. If they don't make their, you know, that's that's their best opportunities when they first got there. But I liked how no one could get away when it was like, okay, who's going to make the mistake? Who's going to go for it? Um, and we were still fighting handling conditions. Like, we were we were loose in. Um, so, you know, and I, Joey had a – I know it probably didn't show on TV or anything, but Joey had probably five or six good saves into one that he couldn't – we had a hard time turning to the bottom on entry of one, and he had a, he had a couple good saves when he tried. Um so, I, I mean, I, I think it needs a little more work, but we didn't have somebody driving away like when Del Jarrett won, you know, with a caution-free race with like three cars on the lead lap. That yeah. would have – if that happened, oh, my gosh. NASCAR said they wanted this package to have the cars run closer together. And they, and they, they did, did, yeah. Guess what? They did. They didn't say we want guys running three wide. They, they yeah. didn't say we want them side by side. They didn't say we want to see a lot of passing. What I remember over the winter was we want to see the cars run closer together, and we want this uh, – we're in the show business. So One thing I noticed is Michigan is slowly widening out. It's wider now than I've ever seen it. I think because we slowed down, though, too, don't you? Yeah, probably a little I mean, bit. We're not doing 210. We're going 183, no, but that, right? That, it's good that we're using more racetrack because that's – 100%. Like, that's just going to get better over time. Even with this package, if we, you know, in a few years, if we're even similar to this package, we're going to be even higher than we are now. You're going to have guys running the bottom, you're going to have guys moving up. So. As weird as their weather is, I'm really surprised this racetrack being repaved years ago hasn't done that sooner. I'm really surprised that bottom lane has just been so good for so long. I mean, weather helps create bumps and helps create lack of grip. And, and I mean, to TJ's point, it, for whatever reason, Michigan's been slow Maybe to Maybe they that. should salt it and plow it like a road. Yeah, you know, like when it snows, pretend it's a highway. Go out there and put some salt well, and plow it off. That ninety four is pure. <laughs> That's what so I'm saying. Whoever we'll treats some... them roads, send them to the racetrack. <laughs> we we'll get some character in that track. <laughs> oh boy, there was um, a lot of emotion and a lot of opinions after Michigan. Uh, Clint Boyer, including one of those, saying that this is not racing after Michigan. I think where Clint's frustration came, uh, having flown home beside of him, was. The old Michigan, and look, I mean, TJ just a few minutes ago said, Kyle Busch said it's going to race different, right? The old Michigan, if you got to run off turn four, you made a move to the bottom on the front stretch, the car behind you would carry that same momentum and follow you in the front, on the front stretch, on the bottom lane, and, and both of you would eventually clear that slower car up top. Now the car behind you is scared 
to leave the top because the, where we're being trained, our brains are, that the top is eventually going to prevail. So when you catch somebody, you have to be super patient and wait for them to screw up or wait for an opportunity to get to their right rear. And I think Clint's not used to, and I think he even made this statement, being penalized for trying to pass a car. Uh, a prime example is on one of the restarts, we dove to the bottom of three and four. We were within probably a foot of getting clear. Well, we didn't, and we got passed by five or six cars. Um, and when you go back off into one, you couldn't just drive it in deeper and beat them back to the gas because it was more about momentum than stopping to make the corner, rolling the center, and hammering the throttle on exit. So we're just seeing these things race more and more like trucks, in my opinion. And I think that Clint hasn't been in a truck race in a long time versus a Kyle Busch and uh, – and, and I think that's why some of those guys that are more recent to the trucks are better at it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm spot off against because it's racing. It's just different. It's different than what he's used to, what he's growing up racing, what we've been doing for years. It's, it's, it's evolving into something else now. Um, and I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get back to what, I don't know if we'll ever get back to how it used to be. Um, cause then the cars are going to be spread out more. You're going to have guys that are really good. They're going to drive off and they're going to be hard to beat. Um, you know, it's. I don't know if we'll ever get back to that, but there's still. You just got to race differently. You got to program your mind differently. You've got to. You've got to be patient at times. You've got to be defensive at times. You've got to be. Um, I don't know. It's just different. It's just a different type. Now I'll let you start with this one here. Martin Truex Jr. and Kurt Busch said that Joey Logano jumped the final restart. Um, spot <laughs> off. I mean, I, I, I didn't see it. Like I'm watching it and. He does the green by himself when he wants to go. He judges it, you know, how he wants. Um, you know, I don't. We've gotten great restarts all day. We beat. That's not the first restart we've beat the guy to the start finish, or we were clear by start finish line. Um, he had a really good idea, and I think our car was set up to take off on restarts really good, and it did. So that wasn't wasn't surprised to me that you know he was able that we cleared him that quick. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, those guys roll up there and. There's no line across the racetrack, um, which might, you know, there's no line across the track. So you're going off a mark on the wall up here. So, it, you know, if you go five, ten feet early, are you, are you really jumping it at that point? Because you can't, sometimes, you don't know where that, there's no line on the track. Right. So you're judging it off of, and in Michigan, you're not up against the wall when you start, are you? You're middle of the racetrack, roughly. Yep. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, it, there, right, whatever. There was a restart I remember where uh, you went really, really late. If you didn't know where the first line was, how did he know where the second line was? Maybe we went too late. Maybe. The restart that I saw that Martin Truex – first of all, Martin Truex is probably still not a big fan of Joey Logano, right? So with his comment, you have to think it's biased. Right. But if you watch the fan replay that Jason Schultz showed me earlier, it looks like Logano leaves probably the best guy in the business that restarts, Kyle Busch. He leaves Martin Truex – and it looked like to me it was about two car lengths before he got to those two invisible lines on the bottom of the apron. So, man, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see a lot more. The, the TV replay is such a tight head-on shot. You can't make it a, a decision based on what I saw. But Jason had a fan video that it takes 100 times to watch it because it's hard to figure it all out the way the camera's moving, right? It's some fan with a cell phone. But it sure looked like he left before. But – but NASCAR doesn't necessarily have that footage to, to put under review, right? Right. They got a, a million cameras up there, but we don't know where their cameras are and what they're looking at. The main camera angle certainly wouldn't have shown that. We got something wrecking somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if, if you're going to – if something's blatantly obvious, like two car lengths earlier or something like that, 
it's no different than than guys getting to the end of the restart box and, and slowly slowing down. Kyle Bush, every time he's behind me coming on pit road, is inside of me. It is against the rules to be too wide at the pit entry line. And every time we have yeah. pit, we have every time the pit opens. I mean, go back and watch this race. There's a time when he's behind me, and he is literally at my a post, almost door to door with me. I mean, that's worth a lot. It is. It's worth a lot. And he's doing it every f- time we hit pit roads. So <laughs> it drives me bananas. That I mean, I mean, it's either a call or not a call, right? And and our thing is, we have live officiating, but the majority of it now is done via monitors. Mm-hmm. So it's all pretty much trackable. You know what I'm saying? Like so, you said, if I went back and watched that video a bunch of times, I might see it too. It would take but, you a bunch. And when you're doing it live without going back and, okay, wait, okay, it's three feet early right here. I mean, everything everything's moving right then. You're, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a guy on the inside trying to trying to get you just right so he can take off and get you a good jump. Um, Joey put NASCAR in a really hard spot, right? Joey Logano has already won a race. He already has the points. He's going for a win. He puts them in a really hard spot to potentially – have to interfere with a race at the point that they don't. If this is the end of the first stage and we're doing a two-lap thing, yeah, maybe they jump in the middle right. of this thing. He put NASCAR in a corner. Um, look, they've got data up there. They know when he accelerated, right? So it, it just – I don't know. I mean, it's a perfect storm. Again, Joy dominated the race. The best car doesn't always win. It did on Sunday in Michigan. And, uh, I mean, I have nothing but hats off for the effort that everybody there did. I mean, it, it, it truly is always amazing to see somebody dominate something. I think if – um you know, if you're if you're gonna start looking at things that are quite like to me, there's if you're within a half car into the restart zone or something. I mean, how do you call that without going back and making a hard line like this is it right here? Um, the I only, hate all that restart crap. The only restart thing that I worry about is the initial start that you cannot be deleted to the start finish line for no reason, for no reason at all. And he's got to go um, off the green. And he's got to go off the green. I'll so. be honest with you. If I ran NASCAR, this would be my first rule change. The flag stand is going to throw the green whenever the hell they want to throw it. And once they throw it, you can go wherever the hell you want to go. If you want to go in the grass, like we have to stay two by two until start finish. We we have You can't lay back. You can't do this. Tons of rules. Yeah. And listen, and TJ and I are having to reiterate these rules every time we come to the green. I would say go with the green. Good luck. I like passing to the right. I like I like the passing to the right Well, it worked thing. when it was single file, but if you're on the bottom, you can't yeah. sh- necessarily shoot the middle. But the middle opens up a lot. Some, but that's because it can. Yeah. Like, it's just – it's a lot for us to manage I is think, all I'm saying. I think if you open up both sides, that's going to be bad. <laughs> we're, we're in show business. Yeah, that's going to be – yeah, we're going to be in sheet metal business or, car, or composite body business. business. <laughs> all right, last topic here on Spot On, Spot Off. Ross Chastain switches his points from Xfinity to truck, therefore he forfeits – all the truck points thus far in the season. Xfinity points. He no, truck. He forfeits that, too. So he starts from scratch he already had after none. this past weekend. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that Kansas win doesn't count. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Super ballsy move, right? Um, but you yeah. got to look at it as this guy is signed up for Xfinity points, which means he's trying to make the Xfinity playoff. Um, with the way that the car runs that he typically drives, um, his only real shot to make the playoff is Daytona. So if he wins Daytona, he's in the Xfinity playoff. Otherwise, he's not going to get enough points to get in the top 12. And it's going to be really hard to win Daytona, right? If he looks at it and says, man, I'm going to switch, well, he has eight opportunities in that truck to go win. He even was in kind of a position to win in Texas over the weekend until he pitted under green and the yellow came out. So I think if having talked to Ross about this, he has a one in eight chance of making the Xfinity, 
I'm sorry, a one in eight chance of making the truck playoff, only a one out of one chance of making Xfinity playoff. He wants to race for a championship. He's already won a race in that truck. He's confident with those Nice guys. I think he make the right call spot on. Yeah, I don't. Even if he wins Daytona in the Xfinity race, what what are you going to win after that? You're, you're you, probably getting eliminated first round if yeah, you stay in the four car. Yeah, but in the truck, his presence is. You see him in the top five week weekly now, pretty much. So um, I think it's the right switch for him to do. Maybe um, I don't know if he thought at the beginning of the year he was going to be that competitive in that truck, which I didn't think he'd be that competitive in that truck. Honestly, I didn't think they win a race. I can tell you that. So to to win a race, um, and then I think he's making the right call here to be competitive. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't know this for a fact, but I think they set up this year how they did with Ganassi last year because he locked himself in with the Ganassi win, and then he had the races with the Collard car. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that was going to be like his hope to win in the Collard car and then be able to compete in the four car, and he hasn't and didn't, and then won the truck race and was like, okay, overall our truck program is just yeah more competitive because I don't think he has a Collard race left, does he? He does. He's got uh, Chicago coming up, but I mean, let's okay. face it, to get in your first downforce race right. ever with a new organization is going to be very difficult to go yeah. out and outrun the JRM guys, the Penske guys. I mean, there's a lot of good cars and drivers out there. For so, so realistically, your first ever real race, if we don't count plate racing as real racing, which some, some of us in the industry call it that, the reality is they're all real races. I think you you, you got to say, man, he made, he made the right move for a championship opportunity. Right. And as yeah. TJ said, even if he made the Xfinity playoff, if he's not in that college car the first three or four races – what are the odds he makes goes from 12 to 8? They're pretty low. It'd be like last year. I mean, he if was there I'm in the Ross, playoffs and was knocked out the first round. If yeah. I'm Ross, I'm I'm probably looking to to nail down a solid truck deal um, to get myself back in the, you know, the mainstream. Not that he's not, but, um, you know, he started – Ross can compete. Like, he, it's going to be easier to find a competitive truck ride right now than it is Xfinity. But doors will open down the road. We all know, you know, doors open and stuff. So if I were him, I'd get something super competitive until – the right door open like it did for him already, but obviously that he you can't plan yeah. on that happening. The good news is Ross is on our next show. Yeah, so we can just ask him. So after Monday after Sonoma, um, we'll all be jet lagged all to hell. Uh, <laughs> You'll be will, here uh, too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm coming back from Gateway. I was going to say oh, he's awesome. he's going to be in Iowa and Gateway with this triple truck challenge. Yes. So there's no interference from you know upper division. So. Iowa and Gateway, he's putting himself in a good position to get that win. Right, right. He's just got to back it up with the points. So It's a great story for that series. It's awesome. I mean, I was on the MRN radio broadcast for the truck race in Texas, and going into it, that was one of the big storylines next to Biffle that we followed because yeah, that's he's the, doing that something that was, lines. you know, yeah. people people were impressed. So Un- And then he ran good. So Unprecedented for a guy to try to do this. Yeah, it'll be cool to follow. Awesome. All right, guys, let's take a break, and we'll see what's coming up this week on the Dale Jr. Download. The Dale Jr. Download. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, the Dale Jr. Download. This week, the only guy to be in the NFL Hall of Fame and NASCAR Hall of Fame. Coach Joe Gibbs joins us. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Jr. Download. We're back, but before we get into the fast lane, let's hear some more about your guys' new partner, Pristine Auction. Man, Pristine Auction is TJ and I. It's our new favorite way to find authentic and affordable memorabilia. (laughs) Did you know that Dale Jr. can't say authentic and... Mike Davis can't say memorabilia? (laughs) No wonder they lost this deal and we picked it up. 
No wonder we, no kidding, man. Well, anyway, well, pristineauction.com uh, is an online auction website that hosts a variety of different auctions, from daily auctions with bids starting at just $1 and ending nightly, to 10-minute auctions where everything moves fast. Go check out what items they have up for bid right now and hurry before it's gone. Here's a cool thing for me, man. I'm a collector. I have Michael Jackson's autograph. I have Penny Hardaway's autograph. I have tons. Yeah, Lil Penny. Lil Penny. Can you do that for a brother? (laughs) I have literally got tons of autographs hidden in a safe somewhere. A safe? In a warehouse. I'm not having Michael Jackson's autograph somewhere that people can get to it. But here's the thing about all my autographs. I know they're authentic, and these guys guarantee that. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of a lot of uh, Joey signed stuff for them, um, so it's definitely a real deal. Pristine Auction guarantees the authenticity of all items, and each comes with authentication from only the most trusted sources. What'd you see on there, Brett? Dude, it's affordable too. Like I saw a Kyle Larson autograph for six bucks. Yeah, I saw a Joe Logano photo signed for nine forty-five, as well as a Brett Keselowski signed photo for ten fifty. Man, here's the thing, though. It's not just about NASCAR, man. We got the Gamecocks representing on here. Jadavion Clowney, who, by the way, is holding out on his contract. You can buy his autograph for twenty six fifty. I have his autograph. I paid $75 for it on a picture in Columbia, South Carolina. So you can get a better deal on Pristine Auction. You could have got this jersey for a third of the price. So check out Pristine Auction. Really excited to have them uh, join us. And, um, you know, it's quick, free, and uh, bid and only pay when you win. PristineAuction.com, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E Auction.com. As a Door Bumper Clear listener, enter the registration code CLEAR, that's C-L-E-A-R, CLEAR, into the very first box of the registration page. As a new user, you'll get an immediate $5 credit to spend, and they'll know we sent you from Door Bumper Clear. Hey, we know we got millions of listeners. You guys go use that registration code. (laughs) You guys go use that registration code. Hannah, if you start making fun of me, I'm going to kick your butt. Um, clear, C-L-E-A-R. Let's show them how we do it. Let's show them how much better our being on our podcast is better than Dell Jr. Download. That's the reality of what TJ and I really want to accomplish. That's true. And we also use that code and credit to win our beloved Simpsons photo signed by Cheech and Chong. Now stay tuned to the upcoming episodes as we start bidding on items live during the show to fill our table and see what we win. We'll head in the fast lane. I'll give these guys three topics pertaining to racing and one that is off the wall. They'll have 30 seconds to respond to each. TJ's distracted. Yeah, look, squirrel. What's new? Now some shop guy back here banging around a gear pan or something. That's I know. No, nah, that was Mayo that walked off with it. So he's probably just making noise because I know he doesn't know how to work on race cars. Speaking of which, I, TJ walked past me in the garage this oh? weekend at Michigan. No. And I said, hey, and he looked at me and then kept walking. I went, hi. And he turned and looked at me again. I and didn't then know kept you were walking, talking to me. And I go, oh, all right, TJ, didn't want to say hi anyways. And I turned around and walked off. And it was not but like five, six, seven minutes later, he comes back over. He's I turned been gone. Right up, I goes, turned, no. did you come up and say hi to me? And I'm like, no, I turned okay, right around like a minute you. later. I was like, you know what? Was she talking to me? Because if she was. I didn't hear you. And then I was like, if she was talking to me, that was really rude. <laughs> Don't you? Didn't you do something to your hair in a different color or something? Maybe. Yeah, I think it looks amazing, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like gray, silvery, That's what blonde. I was feeling, yeah. yeah. Like a platinum. It's yeah. got something in there. Thank so you. So maybe I'm saying maybe that threw him off. Oh, it right. Because you do look maybe even more hot than you maybe do. Maybe it was just Michigan and I was just zoned in. Over ready it? To raise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, TJ, I'm trying to help you here. 
I, did, I went back and apologized. Yeah, he did. I'll give him that. I went I'll back give him and that. I said, sorry, were you talking to me? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry. I mean, I didn't, really didn't know who she was. So I went back and apologized. <laughs> he thought you were some random fan flirting with him. He's no, she like, was flirting with Doug. Chick? She was flirting I was with not him. flirting with Doug. I was talking to Doug. Oh, boy. I'm You guys. You want to keep going? Huh? We'll keep going if you want. No, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> We can stop. I had to ride to the airport with him, and I didn't think we were going to make it because his dropped pin was taking us to the bar that y'all ended up with instead <laughs> in the airport. So glad we just made that flight. But, oh, man. All right. First question here on Fast Lane. Uh, Denny Hamlin tweeted, competition cautions are not necessary from a racing standpoint, but are good for TV to take an early break in the action to help viewership. Are competition cautions still necessary? TJ, you start. Uh, I I. I think so at certain racetracks where we move around. Um, you know, when it rains, the track lays rubber throughout the weekend, racing and practicing and stuff. And normally by the time we get to our racers, there's a good a fair amount of rubber on the racetrack. And at the speeds we carry, um, when, when there when there's a good rain and it washes some of that rubber off, I, I don't mind a competition caution just to get some more rubber on the track. And I don't want to see anybody just chew up a right front. But I also, I don't mind the strategy part of it, you know, where it couldn't hey i might not want to run the third lane right now because it's gonna you know eat the tire off so i think i look at other major sports and they have commercial breaks right um we're gonna have commercial breaks no matter what whether we stop the race or we don't stop the race well if we don't stop the race um and we go to commercial the fans are going to miss some of the action so i think the rain gives us a great excuse to take that quote TV timeout, if you will, and get another restart. You know, Denny said that it, it helps the viewership. Um, the break doesn't help the viewership. The break creates a restart, which helps the excitement of the race. But in the end, fans are griping so much about, you know, TV commercials being so frequent. And look, TV has bills to pay, right? They have advertisers who pay the money. So that break isn't a bad thing for me at all. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I, I think it helps out with the breaks. Like you said, it helps out. It lets them get a little more in, plus it lets us – it is a little bit of a safety thing too. I mean, there is a little bit of safety to it, especially where, where the tracks that will lay a lot of rubber down. All right. Greg Biffle returned to NASCAR in Friday night's truck race and won. Do you think that more teams should lean on part-time veterans to help make their programs better? Brett, you start. I do. I really do. I mean, when I look at uh, Elliot Sadler coming back and, and running some races to help colleague and really evaluate their equipment, uh, Ross Chastain obviously is, is an existing guy um, who can use Elliot's mentorship, and, and obviously Elliot can help Justin Haley. So having had a direct impact and see how that can help organizations, look at what Biffle just did. I mean, and, and here's the thing. He got in the best truck with the best crew chief in the series and won the race. But hopefully – Harrison Burton and Gilliland had an opportunity to learn something from this guy, and I think a lot of teams could benefit from this. Yeah, does is he eligible for the All Star race next year now? No, <laughs> if he, under <laughs> our rules, he would be. Yeah, so uh, that was cool to see him come back, and I, I literally watched this guy lift in a lot of situations that I, during that race. He watched a lot of these other guys drive off into the corner, get in trouble, take care of themselves, and next thing you know, here he comes on by. He he. I watched him lift in numerous, you know, scenarios just to run a smart race. Next thing you know, he's leading into the race, and you're probably not going to get around a guy like Biffle at the end of a truck race. No, no. Here's what you know is when fast guys get in equipment, you find out if your equipment's fast, right? I mean, look at Ross and these motorsport stuff. He's flying in that stuff. So you know a Greg Biffle is fast if you go get him. A Carl Edwards, an Elliott Sadler, a... Casey Kane. I mean, the list goes on. Jamie McMurray, right? We know those guys can go fast, so it really gives you a true evaluation opportunity. I guess here's my real question, though, is 
I wonder, TJ, if you think looking back at Biffle, knowing he's been out of the truck this long, he should realistically not be able to come in and win a race, right? But he does. Do you think he stayed at Roush too long? Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, probably. I mean, I. I think he. Uh, yeah, probably because he probably had opportunities to go um, other oh, that, places. That twenty car before Joey Logano got in it, he mm-hmm. had a shot at that. I mean, uh, there's a you can always look back and and um, you know look. Uh, should I made a different decision here? I mean, but and I say that he because can obviously still drive. We know how great Roush was. Oh, it was. It was Awesome. You went to certain places you knew you were going to have to be a Roush. But we look at Matt Mm -hmm. left, Carl left, and how successful they were. Biffle kind of got – I mean, he's obviously a very, very loyal guy to stay there. I'm just curious. And, look, every organization is cyclical. I mean, Hendrick went through it last year. Roush is going through it now. They're going to get back. Everybody does. They're going to get back to the top. But I just – man, I don't know if – sometimes you overstay your welcome. I just was wondering what you thought. Yeah, I I think – and I also think Ryan going there – has been it's been a good shot in arm. Yeah, I think Ryan's actually doing pretty good. Um, his average finish isn't isn't pretty good. Yeah, um, Trevor wasn't pushing Ricky Stenhouse. He he wasn't. No, and, and and Ryan coming in there, Ryan had something to prove, having not run great at Childress last year. And and I think they look. I mean, Roush has got a lot more speed than they had. I feel like the seventeen and the six are fairly competitive now. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they they race. They're there. I yeah. mean, you notice, you see them. Yeah. Well, you guys go back. You said Biffle. You know, is a is good for the truck series. I had Biffle during that race, so I listened to his scanner. Listening to him and Rudy, I also had Grant and his crew chief, and the communication between Biffle and Rudy was so different than anyone else's radio. I mean, they had a weird pit strategy. They came in. It didn't take any tires. It was just fuel, and he knew everything that he needed to know to help make the pit strategy and make like the race call with Rudy, and I honestly think that's part of what helped him won the, win the race? Because I talked to him before the race, and he goes, this is nothing like anything I've driven. The trucks are so different. So he really was getting in a different truck. It's not like he had that with yeah. him. But he's so smart, and he has that experience that between him the, and Rudy. This is the – you could put you could put any cup guy yeah. in, in a truck, and his, his, his bank of races and knowledge is going to be so much more than what he's running against in the truck series was, most of the time. He's going to – sit back and let it come to him instead of trying to go up there and take it. Because nowhere during that race did I see Biffle do anything crazy. No, his radio was like, well, I'm just going to let these guys wreck each other, and That's this exactly guy's going to move this one. And it was like, he was just chilling. Honestly, he was patient. He and would, would just win pick. six, seven truck races a year yeah. if he drove that truck no all aggression. Easily. But here's the no thing, aggression. I honestly believe that that Rudy's going to win six or seven truck races a year. I mean, when you look Rudy's at Rudy's already won five. You, you look at well, what he did with Suarez. Yeah, right, you look at but, what he did with Gregson. Yeah, but even with Suarez, Gregson, like he, this is the million dollar question for Kyle Busch that nobody maybe has even asked him. Why do you have the best crew chief when you're the best driver? We had this conversation over the weekend. I was like, why is Rudy not working with these younger drivers? Because he's so smart and he has so much intel. I mean, I know him and I mean, Kyle I, have a we great know the rapport, answer to that. but yeah, right. Well, because <laughs> say Kyle's, that again, we know the answer to that because he doesn't want the guy who owns the company doesn't want to lose. First of all, right. I but mean, in, in these situations where Rudy's not with Kyle, where Kyle can't compete at these races, why is he not on Todd's truck? I mean, they just had the crew chief shakeup, so why was Rudy yeah, I don't not? Know. I mean, maybe you know, just that, just a question. You know, it could be. Yeah, I don't know what all they got over there, what they're doing, but we know who which crew chief has won the most races in that series. Well, in that with a company, bunch of drivers. probably with that company, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, yeah. obviously, he's a very intelligent guy, and his yeah. guys win. Mm-hmm. We veered yeah. so far off that. Sorry, guys. Um, it's normal. We did. Yeah, it's normal. All right, next one. Sonoma's Carousel 
portion of the road course will return next weekend for the first time since 1997. Is this a good change, and what will you have to do differently as spotters, TJ? You know, I've never been there to run the carousel, so I don't really know. I've watched races where they've ran it, so um, I, I'm curious to see. I, I thought – I know one thing. We're losing a passing zone, two passing zones kind of, um, which I, I don't know if that's going to make it worse because there was – you could literally, you could pass in both the corners that we've eliminated pretty much. We're using the what is it five or whatever on the backside before you come back through the S's, whatever you want to call it. I think it's five, um, which is where we're going to come back onto the racetrack. But I don't think that's a passing corner. Um, honestly, I watched the race last night on iRacing. They ran Sonoma last night and they ran the carousel, and I wanted to see where those guys would pass. And they come into that, they come out of the carousel, and when they come back to go through the S's, it's just like a I mean, I don't. I don't think it's a passing corner. You went over on your thirty seconds. I'm probably going to go over on mine. You went right. over on yours last. So, time. so there, there's three passing zones to TJ's point in the old one, four, seven, and eleven. Okay, they've pretty much taken four and seven out of the equation. What's going to be really interesting with running the boot or the carousel or whatever the hell we're going to call this thing? The entry is going to be extremely difficult in these cars. That's what they're seeing in these simulators. So, I think the entry to the carousel is is going to be nuts. But what we know, to TJ's point, is the more on-throttle time you have at a road course and the less hard-breaking zones you have at a road course, it's harder to pass. So to TJ's point, like if you can't get them in 11, you're almost stuck with them at this point. Yeah, I don't – I just know there's – was it four and seven you're calling it or whatever? Yeah. I guess the carousel is five and six. Yeah. So four, four was good because it's a – at the top of the, they come out of the top of the hill and yep. they get loose right there. Three A, three. They get loose right there, and that's where guys get runs. Yep. Is and that then, the up and over? Yep. And then they come out of that. We're not going to see them jump that curb anymore. That, we're not that was going a all the way to turn four. They turn in much earlier to make this infield. That won't be field. a passing zone there. One, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I, no, of course not. But it's going to be a very difficult corner to make, and the restarts right there are going to be insane. Yeah, I think. It, oh, it's going to be because it's a hell of a sharp turn. Have you seen the map? Like, yeah, it's no, I've, stupid sharp. I've driven it on iRacing, racing, yeah. so it's sharp to go back. <laughs> and when you go off into the yeses, it's like kind of off camber. It's 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 going to be. I mean, it's tough to transition down into the carousel. Here's the best part: we don't have a whole lot of practice. That's the good news because we saw the Roval. Imagine the Roval test: how many cars they tore up. The Roval extra practice day, how many cars they tore yeah. up. Then by the time the race got there, these guys are awesome, right? They figured out what they needed to do and where they needed to be. We're only going to practice a couple hours before the race. Which so is perfect. That's great news to make this exciting. I, I don't really know that I want this to be a long-term change to this track, though, because I was a huge fan. It's just like Bristol with SMI. They're selling the place out, 150,000 tickets. Every time they open the doors, what do they do? They change the track. Everybody rants and raves about how great Sonoma is. What do they do? Change the track. I hope it's not yeah. for detriment of the race because I, I was a big Sonoma. fan of the old one. I liked Sonoma. I liked four and seven, and then the S's. If you didn't get through the S's, you got a shot. You had to get through the S's, otherwise the guy's going to be all the way into eleven, which is another passing zone. I mean, left, right, slowing down. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it could be good. I don't know. Either way, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Have a glass of wine for me. When I'm out there. Do you like red or white? Because white makes me vomit. I like red. Yeah, I don't like white. Holla, white makes my stomach good. hurt. I'm just kidding. White doesn't make me vomit, but I like red. All right, off-the-wall question. A company in Utah is offering $1,000 for someone to downgrade to a flip phone for a week. Could you complete this challenge, Brett? Yes. I feel like that's a blessing. Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, right? Easily. Yeah. 
I would give up my phone for a week for a thousand bucks. Yeah, I would too. No texting. I was like, I would give it up for free as, some, as long as someone told everyone that I have to give my phone up. So just no one thinks it. I'm dead. Just yeah. Social media. Just tweet it. Yeah. Going would, off the radar. My little girl has to give up her phone for a week all the time. So your life goes on. That's true. She doesn't have her phone right now because she didn't fold clothes last night. Did you give her a grand? Hell no. Well, <laughs> yes, actually, uh, frequently. I have a little sister that's not 13, and every time I'll, like, text her, and it'll say not delivered, so I'll text, like, my dad or my stepmom, be like, yo, I can't get a hold of Kylie, and they're like, yeah, she's grounded right now, and I'm like, all right, sounds good, we'll have her call me, I guess. Okay, sounds good, she can use my phone between 5 and 7 if she needs to call you, so call me then. I'm like, okay, and then I'll get a text about a week later, and she'll send me something, then I'll go to call her, and her phone's she? off. 13. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm Maybe like, you should be grounded. I'm surprised I wasn't grounded more than I, I probably should have been grounded more often. But Shh, don't tell on yourself. Never. Yeah. Hey, we're good now. I'm, I'm three thousand miles away. We're good now. Anything you want to admit to? No, I need like five more years till it's funny at Thanksgiving. It's still, <laughs> it's still not funny for some of this stuff. <laughs> oh, all right. Moving on to Ask DBC. Remember, you can send your questions each week. Tweet them to us using the hashtag AskDBC. All right, first one. Uh, Kenyon Ryan asks, thoughts on TJ's victory celebration? What did he do versus what should he have done? Uh, a late uh, – Brett won the perfect race to party afterwards because it's a – A party it, after every race. Yeah, but it's a <laughs> – he won, he won the perfect race to be able to come back and party with your team at a decent hour. When you win Martinsville, you're back – you can get back by, um, you know, 9, 30, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Watch what happens if I win Sonoma. You're not coming home. You'll stay there. No, I'm coming home. You'll we stay gotta, there. We gotta, I have to come home and do this show because y'all keep giving me <laughs> for missing too if many If he episodes. wins Sonoma, I could definitely see Clint say, I'm staying, you're going to stay with me. And then it's going to be you, me, and... Freddie. Freddie. And Ross. And Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call in. He, he, but Clint's the type, I mean, that's just... Some races are some races are easier to party after. Charlotte's a good one to win. Um, you've won that one before. Oh, that was bad. See, he's, he wins all the ones that are not good for I his I woke liver. up in a motorhome. <laughs> True story. I woke up in a motorhome the next morning going down the road, and I was like, <laughs> oh, gosh, this is not good. I have come into someone's bus and went to sleep. And I'm going home with them. And, and now I'm wake going. Wake up in Arkansas. And now, and now I'm going wherever they're going, right? And, <laughs> and so I wake up, and I look around, and I was like, man. I think this is Biffle's bus. So, man, Biffle had just got a new bus. And I was like, man, it was awful nice of him to let me sleep in his bed. Then I was like, well, he's not even here. He doesn't know I slept in his bed. So I come walking up through there, and I see Trucker, a very good friend of mine, Gary Hunt. He's driving. And I'm like, Trucker. And I scared him to death because he didn't know I was awake yet. Oh. So I'm like, hey, Trucker. And he's like, oh, oh, you're up. And I was like, hey, uh, where are we going? He's like, I'm going to take you to the food line in Denver and drop you off. I got somebody meeting you there to pick you up. I was like. Awesome, man. I'm glad you're responsible. <laughs> you're so lucky. Thanks. But we uh, we literally won that race at Charlotte, and it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one to win, dog. Yeah, the close ones are good because then your whole team gets a, gets a chance to come back and yeah. meet up. It's hard to get together when you get back at 2 o'clock in the morning. Everyone was just really, I think, ready to come home after Michigan, too. Like I don't, I, We landed at 12.15, yeah. so I didn't get home until I did that one other time. We were in Homestead. Remember when Blake played on the beach that time down there? As part of some beach, that song was popular in NASCAR, and uh, he had a big partnership, so he went down there and played. So I went in the night before to hang out with with his manager, and uh, I woke up in, in his bus, and I was like, "Man, I think this, this is a reoccurring bus. thing." So I started looking around for shirts and stuff to wear because, like, I got bedhead, I don't have a hat, <laughs> my shirt's all killed from the night before. So I leave, I come back later that afternoon. Blake's now flown in, and I walk on the bus, and he's like, "Is that my hat?" I'm like. <laughs> 
Yeah, I might have might have stayed on here last night. <laughs> I ate by accident. It's fun oh. to have fun. It is. It's good. All right, next one. Uh, Dubs1023 asks, what did you both think of Haley Deegan's move to win the Canaan West race? I didn't see a really good replay of it. I mean, I, I saw one angle. I don't know if there is more than one. I saw a restart, and I don't know how – I don't know how the other car got position on her on the inside, but I saw them going up the racetrack, and then I saw them get back in line and um, <clears throat> I guess come down in uh, turn one. Is that where it happened, turn one and two? Yeah, or, turn one. Okay, so yeah. they come back into turn one, and she, so kinda, she, so she, leaves she forces the, it in there a little bit. And, let me just tell you a story real quick. She, they get a restart, right? She kind of leaves the door open getting into one on the restart, okay? She's got someone on her outside. Um, her teammate dive bombs her gets in there kind of drives into her door a little bit i saw them wash up the racetrack they, did. they washed up they were three wide they wash up they come off the corner one and two <laughs> they run through three and four and then they get to turn one and see ya. so that's kind of what happened i mean i don't agree with wrecking turning a guy but i mean if you're gonna do it i think you should do it where you move him up the racetrack you don't want to ruin his race. And I don't know where he finished after that. Not good. Eighth. So, I mean. He finished eighth. There was 14 cars. So, you know. I mean, it could be, it could have been worse. But, you know, obviously, if you're going to, even if she did leave the door open, if you make contact and you hit somebody in the door, you're probably going to get something back at that point. You know, lap 100 to 500, maybe not. But when it's a green-white checker or something and you, you have any contact and you feel like the guy used you up, what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't agree with wrecking him, but I mean, you're probably going to get hit. He obviously, if, if, if Logano doesn't have win at all cost approach at Martinsville last year, we don't win the championship. You don't win that championship if Haley Deegan doesn't move this guy. She's not going to win this race. So I'm going to say this: my personal opinion is win the race at all cost for your fans, for your sponsors, for the people who are watching, for your reputation. But live by the sword, die by the sword. Right? Exactly. I remember. So, I remember Jeremy Mayfield punting. Big e. Dale Earnhardt at Pocono to win the race. And, I mean, Dale Earnhardt couldn't really say a lot, right, because this guy intimidated slash knocked the hell out of a lot of people to win races. Remember old Terry Labonte at Bristol, Texas Terry, right? So I'm of the belief of win the race at all costs, but this could come back to haunt you. So yeah. we had Haley Deegan on NASCAR Coast to Coast this week to talk about it, and uh, we talked to a couple of the other drivers too, and she was like, I didn't have intentions on wrecking him, but I was going to win. And she's like, I knew I had the car to win, and I was going to move him, and it ended up being a wreck. And I think a lot of the frustration is all three of her wins thus far in the K&N West Series have been last lap moving someone, coming to the checkered, and then Derek got. So yeah. she's Was got she going to win before the car she had, at the end? She, uh, she had an awesome car. She led a lot of bunch, a bunch no, of laps. Well, she, she, had a lost, she lost the lead, bro. Yeah, she didn't have the lead. She so lost the lead. No, I mean I before think, the last restart. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't was she that. leading before the last restart? I don't think so. Who so, cares? Well, the <laughs> thing well, that a lot of bottom. people are pissed about is that Okay, she's got these wins, win at all cost, great. But like you said, it's people are getting fed up with it because she is a very mm -hmm. aggressive driver, which yeah. is needed because I'm females a... get this thing of not being aggressive. But she's, I think she's, she has put a target on her back, which is unfornate because she's just going after wins. Everyone's going to go th after two it. Two things had that. Number one, if you're a Dale Earnhardt fan, this cannot make you mad. You cannot right. be against her on no. this move. Right. Number two, she's a female and she's not taking any. Good for her, and, man. And she is showing she's probably the best female or either has the fastest car a female has ever driven in motorsports yep. in stock car racing. 
Good for her, man. Like, I agree. I'm, I'm a Haley Deegan fan. I, I was think a Sarah she's... Fisher fan in IndyCar because she was a badass female, right? Mm-hmm. I respected the heck out of a lot of females. I had the privilege to work with Johanna Long while she was here. I'm good for this girl. Yeah. Get it, girl? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I want to see how she handles herself when someone sends her up the racetrack. Obviously, she's going to have to expect that at some at yeah. some point. But, I mean, she's got three trophies, three checker flags, and three yeah. wins. Holla. So. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I think what she's doing is awesome. But last one here, Mark Walker asks, how much of on-track success these days is down to computer simulations figuring out setups ahead of race weekends? You know, I don't know if it's um, – I don't know if it's the computer simulated setups are really what's – you know, you're, obviously they, they do some of that stuff, but that's hard to translate into the real world still. They can get close with things, but that doesn't translate, you know – just directly um i think a lot of these guys are using it for seat time to get accustomed to the racetrack again so their first laps on the track not that they were far off before but they're when that when it when we go green off the off the truck for the first practice it's lights out i mean they're spot on where they need to be and and um stuff like that i i I think driver simulation and computer simulation here are two different things right driver simulation is is to me a bubba wallace going to a track that he's never been to and familiarizing himself with the lay of the land and really just the visuals and the, and the peripheral vision things right but from computer simulations i literally just had a conversation with a crew chief this morning and it wasn't mine and he credited how fast they are to how well their simulation program is right now mm-hmm. from an engineering perspective and he said quote When's the last time you've seen me unload and be on my splitter and be shooting up the racetrack? When's the last time you've seen me unload out outside of the top 10? Like our computer simulation right now is money and it's making our cars fast and it's making our, our practice sessions very efficient because we're not chasing our tails on what the computer is telling us when we get there. That's what the racetrack is providing us. So extremely important on that side. What a world we live in. Yeah. Nuts. All right. Anything else to rant about, considering I feel like that's what we do this entire podcast? <laughs> I think uh, man, I, I just want to say that I sent out a tweet about women's soccer um, saying that, well, I can't wait to wait till five o'clock to race so women's soccer can be on TV. Um, I'm not a women's soccer fan. I'm not a male soccer fan. I am, however, a, 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 a sports fan. Right. So I get that some of you people are really passionate about soccer. Well, guess what? I'm really not like I think. Anybody with two legs can go out there and play the game of soccer because all you do is run and kick a ball. Some other, some people are better at it than others. I don't think anybody can drive a race car. I don't think anybody can play football. I don't think anybody can play basketball. Yeah, you can get out there, but you're not going to be competitive, right? Did you see Cole Pern's tweet? No. Cole Pern put a tweet up and got ripped on social media and it was right after they called the race and said the 5 p.m. start time and he goes, well, this is how it must feel to be effed by an entire women's soccer team. Is literally what it said on Twitter, and people were like, "You hate other sports," and he goes, "Dude, people I just are, don't watch soccer. Like, I'm I'm bummed. I wanted to get the race in. I wanted to get home." And it was just super funny, but how he put that up there. Same. So, like, what a soccer match! Though, and huh? listen to me. There are <laughs> soccer fans who make fun of racing, and they say, "All you guys do is turn left, and this isn't right. a sport." I don't care what you people think. You sensitive bunch of <laughs> heads. Oh, need boy. need to just worry about you. You've been on one today. Now, I'm sorry, but people are too sensitive. Like I <laughs> tweeted about two teams, two soccer games with four teams that I've never even heard of from the countries other than Canada. So okay, three of the four teams I've never even heard of their country. So do I think NASCAR race should come on after that? Hell no. It shouldn't take a priority. Right. This is my brain. I don't like soccer and I don't care what you people think. I had to deal with one imbecile. 
uh, and I ended up blocking three people because, and listen, here's the thing about me. If I blocked you, it's not that I don't like you. It's not that I don't like your debating. I think you're an idiot is why I block you. Glad I'm not blocked. Thank you. Welcome. Dale was making fun of you blocking people on the download this week. I have to block them because they're honestly, idiots. I don't want to I block s- people at this point, I, too, I after Bristol and everything that gets – every time specific people wreck, I get tagged in stuff, and I just am, like, trigger-happy on the block now. I'm like, yeah. I'm over it. It was funny. Me, too. Like, I enjoy the but, big banner, but then he gets to argue with other people, and I've got dumb shit on my timeline, and he's I'm, I'm like, see ya. Yep, block. Have fun, loser. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Picks for Sonoma. TJ goes know, first. You guys are off this Man. weekend, huh? I'm like, the why are we talking about 20. Sonoma? I don't know where he was running before he, you know, looped her around there at the end. But hey, I'm sorry for getting into him. Did you turn him? Oh no, I, that was I, early I on. Turned myself. Yeah, you <laughs> but yeah, did. I got him a little bit. Oh, that's right. So this really shouldn't count. Oh yeah, it counts. <laughs> you can't count it when your car hits my car. I can't. That I'm that I picked we're, to win. It's eight six. Damn, man. I know who I'm That's going not really. With. Yeah. It's you're, you're waiting. If I pick, you got your other one lined up, too. I know who I got, dog. Yeah, I'll go with Kurt. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Holla. Seven luck. time champion. You're going to be out of drivers so quickly. I'm going to have a big enough lead. What do you mean, out of drivers? He pretty much is out of drivers. I know, but you're, all the big ones are gone pretty much. If now. he had picked anybody else, I was picking Kurt. Yeah. He's got Larson, Holla. Kurt, and Blaney. Holla. How many races are left? Till the uh, chase, ten or eleven. <laughs> really? Oh, I don't, I don't even look at. Don't even look anymore because it's gonna well, get still bad. Still got uh, Matt Tift. Yeah, <laughs> and now uh, Matt Dibbenendetto. That guy's got to pick it up too. I thought he was going to do more. He did kind of early, and then he's faded. I got to get with Doug. Doug spots. You know, for him. you really screwed up right here. How'd I screw up? Because if you were going to take someone like, uh, I, I really thought you were going to take McDowell. No. Because he's kind of a road course, a guy, road course and, guy, and you know this is where I'm using one of my good guys that I got left. He's in a road course guy. He's got a spotter that's never seen Sonoma. He don't need a spotter. Oh yeah, you're gonna need a spotter this weekend. He don't need one. Not there. Can we even see? No. Can, you, once they turn out, once they go start halfway through the carousel, we can't see. But him can anymore. we see when they top three A and are going down that hill to turn onto the thing? Yeah, can we'll we see them turn in. Then they'll come back kind of towards us a little bit. Right. But then they're going to turn off down into the carousel, and we're going to lose them. That's the point where we wish them good luck. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll see you. The other guy, I'm guessing we'll have another guy over there that does seven now or something. Yeah, and I'm if guessing. you hear a lot of cussing, that means your guy didn't make it out the other end. Did you know I've yep. spotted Sonoma before? Have you? You want to help me this weekend? Yeah, I <laughs> spotted on top of, is it the drag strip tower into yeah. the mm-hmm. the hairpin? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's real fun. I was like, how do you call inside-outside when they come from you one way, and everyone runs across each other on the drag strip tower, and you're like running shoulders? I'm actually planning on doing the K&N race just for some practice. No, I'm not doing that. I'm planning I'm on doing it. I got plenty of practice on Friday. You know who I'm planning on spotting it for? I got practice on Friday. Who? Haley Deegan? Haley Deegan. Yeah. Yeah. Holla. So, what are you doing? Where, what part of the track? Where I normally am. Okay. Top of the, the hill. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I'll talk to her. Who does her stuff when... Uh, I don't know. When she's... I really don't know. I don't either. I got called and asked if I could do it. and um, Ask her uh, if she'll come on the podcast. That's what I was going to say. Race. You know, when we're going, getting ready to go green, I'm like, hey, by the way, I'm only doing this if you come on I the show. I called some guy named Bob to get her on here, and Bob never called me back. Bob? Bob? Yeah. I don't remember his last Dang it, name. Bob. If she says no, it can't come on the show, you just stop spotting right then. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, probably not going to do that. But um, All right. Well. Movie review. So yeah, where's the movie review? Old school, streaking through the quad. It was really funny. Then he's like, is KFC still open? And that yep. was funny. And then uh, Mitch finds out that girl's in high school, and that she's graduating from high school. So that was really funny. What's Mitch known as? Oh, um, the 
Godfather or whatever. Yeah. yeah, we did watch it. Yeah, no, it was good. Blue, you're my boy. Oh, poor Blue died. Oh, man. Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> yeah, and then the mascot jumps in the fire hoop, so all that was pretty Blue fun. died in the middle of the wrestling thing, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just ring the bell. <laughs> all right, so what's next? Have we? Have you seen any Adam Sandler movies yet? No. Fifty First Dates is oh, the sweetest movie ever. That is my favorite ever. movie ever. Right. I love Fifty First Dates. Y'all want to cry? Fifty. That's it's not, not a sad. cry movie. It's, it's kind of sad. It's the I mean, sweetest. It's, good. it's the sweetest movie it's ever. It's really Still funny. Sad. Oh, it's sweet. It's good though. I like it. I think so, we had this conversation last time I was on here that I went to the uh, the breakfast place when I was in Hawaii. Oh, you did? The yeah, Luke yeah, Lauer I remember you saying cafe. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah. real. Mm, yeah, kind of. It's based off of a place, but it's nothing like it in the movie. I went but. to the place in San Diego where Top Gun, where Luke they played Lauer, the piano. Called. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. They, they made a lot of money off that movie. So 50 first dates for him? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, Especially since you're going to be since on I'll here. I'll be here, right. And it's your favorite. Oh, it's Take My I Breath Away. Yeah. That's what they play on that piano, take right? Take My Breath yeah. Away. Hey, I'm telling you, Jason, 50 first dates. Um, you still got any of that tequila left? Yeah, I probably some left. Take you a shot <laughs> and uh, invite a girl over for this one. Yeah, have you seen Top invite Gun? A girl over. Yeah, I saw Top Gun earlier this year. It was good. Yeah, you're gonna enjoy Fifty yep. First Dates. All right, yeah, thanks, be good. pristineauction.com for coming. Yeah, on. Yeah, this is gonna be exciting. I'm excited to see what we can fill this table up with. I mean, we could might have some cool stuff. Yeah, I, you know. Dale Jr. just gets all these people to give him these die casts and stuff. Oh, look, I got a new die cast. Because I watch them unbox them here sometimes. Look, here it is. <laughs> um, if you go browse the website, tell us some stuff we should bid on because we'll start bidding in the beginning of the show and then we'll see how it progresses throughout the show and we have to keep upping our bids or whatever. So send us some suggestions for memorable. Yeah, I can't even say it. I'm going to bring my iPad and Dale put it Dale had right a Kelly girl hat that is somewhere in here, I think. Yeah, you. so Brent. Is it Wentz? Is that how you say his last name? He's got name? a lot of stuff. Yeah, he had called me about it, and I didn't text him back in time. And as soon as I was, like, really excited about it, because I love Janet Guthrie. Did you guys see the documentary on her, mm-hmm. too? It's that was amazing. cool. Yeah, and he's like, well, sorry. Dale ended up with it. And I'm like, dang it. Ah. Good chance. So I wonder if ChristineAuction.com has one. I didn't text him we back quick put, enough. we got to put something of ours on there. That's what I'm saying. We get something. <laughs> they need to give us a cool Pristine Auction hero card or something. Not a hero Sign card. It? Something cooler. What's something podcast related? Let's sign these microphones hmm. and give them away. They're probably pretty sign cheap. Sign the show sheet. We'll sign that one that Casey sign got hit in the sheet. face with. Casey will sign that one she got hit in the face with. We'll uh, we'll just give them these microphones and we'll sign them with a silver sharpie. There you go. These things look cheap. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Uh, we're off weekend in it. What are you doing? Off weekend. Partying, man. No. Uh, <laughs> can go to the beach. Yeah. South Carolina? Um. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Where are you going? I think I'm going to chill. Yeah? I think so. just came back from saloon with pigs and stuff. <laughs> That's true. Hey, oh, how's hey, your... Uh, I'm getting my ass x-rayed yeah. Thursday morning. Does it still hurt? <laughs> God, it's killing me. I just flew home. <laughs> and so I got to tell you the story, right? So um, <laughs> I ended I up saw buying... Your pillow. I ended up buying a donut, right? <laughs> oh, and, I saw that in the back of the car and, to sit and, on. And so I'm in this freaking part of the pharmacy where I feel like I'm a 92-year-old <laughs> geriatric with purple hair. And I'm struggling, but then I ended up getting my donut and uh, ended up on the plane with a buddy of mine. Look who blew it up for me. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's nice of him. Yeah. Oh, look at him go. What a great friend Clint is. That is a good I have a, a photo of him blowing up my donut, but he told me if butt. I tweeted it, mm-hmm. he would kill me. Good. And that's, I literally nice. the whole time was like, make sure you blow it up nice and soft for me. <laughs> so does it help? Not really. Uh, I wish I had I'm worried news. about it. 
They, I mean, if it's still sore. I'm going to tweet a picture of my ass x-ray on oh. Thursday afternoon. Do you think you broke something? <laughs> Something's wrong. I can tell you that. <laughs> Terribly wrong. Oh, man. Oh, man, yeah. I'll mute you on I'm Twitter hoping, for a couple I'm, weeks. I'm, I'm hoping they give me a shot. I don't know. I mean, we could have just had Freddie come on. Or give me some cream for TJ to rub <laughs> on or something. Oh. Say, Freddie. All right. We're That's out. my cue. Freddie probably take care of you, though. <laughs> He's not here, so we can say that. So, all right. All well, right. thanks for listening to Share Show on social. To retweet it, like it, go do all that stuff. Yeah. Which prayers for Brett's butt? <laughs> Holla. <laughs> I see you. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.